It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. Good evening, Athens, Ohio. No Connor Mills, no Joey Medor. They have the evening off. I am Ross Christ, and this is the Sports Fan on 97.1, presented by J&K Contracting. We're with you for the next hour up until 7 o'clock. Happy to be with you. It's a beautiful day here in southeastern Ohio. The sun is shining. Thank goodness the rain is gone. Let's get to the sports action. Well... The wheels have fallen off the big red machine, losing last night to the San Diego Padres, six to nothing at Petco Park. We're going to be looking at what is going wrong with the Cincinnati Reds. That is nine in a row. Then at 6:30, we'll be jumping to the NBA playoffs. KD has gone cold, as ever, and he has ever been cold in his career. Excuse me, the coldest he's ever been in his career. If I can speak saying English today. Is it do or die for him and this squad? And finally, we will wrap up with the NFL draft. And our NFL insider, expert on everything draft, Andrew Allison, will tell you who the Browns and the Bengals will be looking for in the weekend. Introducing the man of the hour, Mr. Andrew Allison. How are you doing, good sir? I'm doing good. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the, uh, the draft expert. You are in this room. I, I know how to... I know how to read the draft experts. I'll say that. But it is a great day. I, I was happy. I came from my parents' place about 40 minutes north, and surprisingly, it's like 10 degrees warmer in Athens than it is in, like, Buckeye Lake. I can't believe it. That's right. Athens, center of the universe. Getting some Absolutely. good weather for once. Uh, I know it's a big we- upcoming two weeks for you as you are approaching your graduation. Hats off to everyone else graduating out there. Looking forward to the big day? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit as I'm excited to finally be done with school for hopefully ever. Um, but then you're also sitting there like you're like, man, I've got two weekends left as a college kid. And really only one more fest left as an OU student. So that's it's nice, but it's also a little bittersweet. And what's the big festival coming up? Here? Oh, you got Palmer Place and Palmer Fest. Okay, so that's basically kind of the mecca of the fest am i correct on thinking that yeah yeah kind of good to think good to know things haven't changed too much since my day (laughs) um andrew i want to start with those cincinnati reds we are the flagship station for the reds here 97.1 wath they lost their ninth in a row last night would you say the wheels have fallen off in cincinnati i don't know if you can say the wheels have fallen off if the wheels were never really on I mean, we talked about going into this season that, well, they traded away a lot, and then we we get to the Braves series to open it up, and we're sitting there thinking, all right, we split with the Braves. I mean, I can't say we. I'm a guard. I'm a Guardians fan, but we. I, I work for the station. I can say we. The, the Reds split for the Braves. Okay, all right. Okay, maybe we'll be a little bit better than we thought, and they haven't won since. They no. had one lead and it lasted a half of an inning. Maybe I think maybe one out into that bottom of the first uh, it's just I, I i don't know what to what to think really yeah it's it's hard it, i i feel for cincinnati fans because they are they are some of the most diehard loyal fans absolutely in baseball aren't they absolutely i, um, I don't think you were talking before we hopped on air here about the a's and how they had the 2000 attendance um yesterday yeah out in oakland Yes. Even if, and that's a above 500, they're going to win again today. So that's a two game above 500 baseball club early in the season, and they're getting 2,000 fans. If this continues in Cincinnati, I still would never, I still wouldn't imagine they would get to that low of attendance. Well, let's take some sound bites from yesterday. Jackson Profar started things off in the fourth inning in Petco Park for San Diego by hitting a two run. Blast. High drive, deep right field. Aquino going back at the wall. It's gone. Profar is doing it all. He's throwing guys out at the plate. He's hitting two run home runs. Padres lead a 
it 2 nothing. That'll wake everybody up. It's a fastball right down the middle. Lean on it. Yeah, that sure woke everyone up, putting Absolutely. the Padres up early in that one. And the long ball did not stop with him. Ha Song Kim solo home run. That came in the seventh to put them up 4-0 over the big red machine. Let's have a listen. Ha Song Kim swings away. It's a fly ball to center. Santel back at the wall. It's gone. Hassan Kim with his first home run of 2022. Straight away center field for Kim. 4-0 San Diego. I love to see the reaction of his teammates when Hassan Kim does something defensively, offensively. Unfortunately, we don't love to see the reaction no, of his teammates out here in Athens, Ohio. So, Andrew, is it pitching? Is it hitting? Is it the lineup? What is it? Let's I, diagnose it. I, uh... I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. It's one of those where if you're a pitcher and you go out there every every day knowing that you're going to get maybe one or two runs in run support, it's going to be a rough outing for you because you're going to think you have to be perfect. You're going to tighten up. You're going to be real stick in the mudish kind of. You're tightening up. You're worried about it, which means you're not going to do your best pitching because you're sitting there worried about, oh, I, I got to get I got to get us to the fifth with with no in a tie game or not giving up a run. So I think it's that. I think it's the fact. I just think it's both. You put your pitchers in that situation. You can't get any run support. And as a, a coach that I'm friends with once said, hey, it's not always necessarily about the X's and O's. Sometimes it's just strictly about the Jimmys and Joes. And I think that's what it is for the Reds. And I know it's happened now, and you have to go back all the way to opening day. The owner's comments coming out and basically telling the fans, hey, listen, this is the team that you're going to get, and you don't have any reason to be complaining. But do you think those comments can sour a locker room? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. I, I do believe so. It's one of those, your, your owner, like you said, and you said uh, previously, Ross, instead of the owner coming out and saying, hey, yeah, we traded away some star players, but we believe these young guys are ready. They're up for the challenge. They get the confidence boost. You go out there, and instead your owner comes out and says, well, I mean, uh, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? You want us to sell the team? Well, fine. They'll probably move the team if we do that. Well, that's, that's one of those where the players sit there and go, oh, so we're, we're just giving up? We're just done? We're not good? Yeah, Phil Castellini putting his foot in his mouth with that one. He actually came out. Uh, the following day and issued an apology too little too late for some of the Reds fans and some of the Reds loyals. However, this team right now on the midst of a nine-game losing streak, nine games. Now, I had a little look on Wikipedia. I'm a big fan of that website. Don't tell everyone else in higher education. Don't, don't tell your students. Don't, don't tell the students as well, as well, but 19 games is what is what the record is for Cincinnati Reds. That's back in 1914. A, bu a, man named, a man named Buck Herzog, a nominal name, was the manager back then when they dropped 19 in a row. So, Phenomenal name, not a phenomenal manager. Phenomenal name, not a phenomenal manager. Well, one guy who was not phenomenal last night, starting pitcher Gutierrez, and also shortstop Kyle Farmer. Let's listen in on what they thought on the Reds' loss. The starts that I had against this team was really well, and so I tried to focus on that this time around and really try to focus on locating all my pitches in the zone and where they have to be. And, um, so I was really focused on that this time, and especially the work that I'm doing with DJ, uh, that's been going really well so far this season. We faced some good arms the past, uh, you know, series we played. So, um, you know, hopefully that'll make us better. You know, we've seen some of the best pitching we'll see, I think. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. We just got to keep coming back and keep working and just keep a positive mentality. This game is so long. You know, we play for six months out of the year and uh, 162 games. So if you uh, if you start being negative now, you just keep digging a hole and um, that's no fun to be in. So we just got to keep being positive and just keep working. Keep being positive, keep working, saying all the right things there. However, they need to turn it around. 
They have a chance to do it tomorrow night. They're going to be going against the St. Louis Cardinals. I think that one first pitch will be at 640. You can listen in on it here on 97.1 WATH. Elsewhere, looking across the league at some of the scores today, the Orioles headed out to the West Coast. They're losing uh, 6-4 to four right now against the Oakland Athletics. That is in the bottom of the eighth. Elsewhere, in the top of the eighth, the Diamondbacks are leading the Washington Nationals 4-2. to two. Nationals trying to get their seventh win on the season, go to 7-8. and eight. And one team in northern Ohio getting it done, the Cleveland Guardians win today 6-3 to three against the White Sox. Andrew, you have to be happy with that score. Get the brooms out. Got the nice sweep over the division rivals and puts us with that win. I believe it puts the... Guardians, I've already called them the Tribe three times today, <laughs> in first place of the Central. And I believe, I have not, the, I don't believe the standings have updated yet, but that should put them in a tie with the Angels, because I believe the uh, Angels have an off day today, so that should put them as a tie and not a half game back for the lead in the AL. Three games in a row, got the momentum on your side, uh, beating the team from South Chicago, the White Sox. But tomorrow, massive test. You're heading to the Big Apple to take on the Yankees. First pitch on that one will be at 7.05. You excited for any time you play the Yankees, right? Oh, yeah. Everyone hates the Yankees. Uh, absolutely. If you can if you can beat them, you'll, uh, you'll be in some pretty good shape. And the Yankees have got some issues of their own right now. I mean, they lost to... I haven't seen how well they're doing lately, but when they were playing Joey's O's, they lost the series. They lost two out of the three, including Aroldis Chapman walking a man across the plate to lose. Yeah, very un-Chapman-like. He's normally pretty ice cold when he gets the ball in his hands, isn't he? Yeah, he's, uh, he's really good when he, gets, when he gets on the mound, and unfortunately, I, I've been there to witness that. <laughs> playing the best baseball in the state of Ohio and possibly playing the best baseball in the MLB right now has got to be third baseman Jose Ramirez. What's he bringing to this ball club that you're excited about? Uh, hopefully 307 RBIs this season. That's what he's on <laughs> current pace to do. I don't know if he can keep that up, but I'll take 307 RBIs in a season. But, I mean, he just brings, not only does he bring all, uh, uh, excitement to the plate, he's just fun. Everything, now I can't say fun to be around because, I'm not in that locker room and maybe everything we see on Twitter and that the videos that they made, maybe that's all facade and the guy's a real jerk, but I doubt that is in fact the case considering he took less money to stay in the city of Cleveland. I, I think he brings energy. I think he brings kind of somewhat of loyalty to a city that really, and a fan base that really hasn't seen much of that, especially like you look at, LeBron left and came back twice. Or LeBron left twice. Uh, Baker Mayfield, we thought was going to be a franchise quarterback. That hasn't worked out. Uh, you, you sit there and look, even in the own organization, Francisco Lindor, a guy that they were thinking they might be able to keep around for a while, weren't able to do it. I, I think he excites that fan base. He excites the city. And it shows with the team as well. You mentioned Francisco Lindor. Had a home run today for the New York Mets, who beat the San Francisco Giants six to two in the Big Apple. Mets, they're ten and four right now. They are clearly the best team in New York after the Yankees dropped to the Tigers today, three to nothing. Are you worried at all for Boone's job security? Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be back this year. I was surprised he was back. I was like, all right, I guess he's got a prove it deal. But I mean, you lost to the Tigers. And what were they second place still in the division, I believe, is what they were. And that is just amazing. That, the fact that that's such a strong division and the Yankees have not done well. No, they've been struggling a bit, haven't they? But as I say, it is a long season. And the New York Yankees, I believe, are sitting at 7-6. and six. So they're certainly not in a Cincinnati type of position. But Absolutely not. You were telling me before the show, you don't think... Or the, the critics don't think that Cincinnati is the worst team in baseball. No, I was reading the power rankings on ESPN, and they were 29th out of 30. And 
Unfortunately for Joey, we keep dogging on his O's while he's not here, but the Orioles were 30th. So there's some good news for Cincinnati fans. There you go. You're beating one team out of 30. Congratulations, <laughs> Cincinnati fans. Elsewhere across the league, the Blue Jays, a lot of teams' sexy pick to win it. The team from the north defeated the Boston Red, Red Sox at Fenway today, 3-2. to two. Gosman picks up the win in that one. The Twins blanked the Royals one to nothing in Kansas City. Joe Ryan pitched six innings of two-hit baseball, helping those Minnesota Twins. That is a great outing for him. And elsewhere around the league tonight, you have the Cardinals heading to South Beach to take on the Marlins. The Pirates head to Wrigley Field to take on the Cubs. Pirates sitting at 5-7, and seven, Cubs sitting at 6-6, six and six, an NL Central matchup there. Bryce Wilson heading to the mound tonight for the Buccos. Mark Lader Jr. trying to pick up his first win of the season at Wrigley for the Cubbies. And then finally, your late-night game tonight at T-Mobile Park. It's the Rangers going against the Mariners. Taylor Hearn going on the mound tonight, going against Marco Gonzalez for Seattle. Andrew, I wanted to bring something up before we take a commercial break. You had your eyes on Oakland uh, before this show started, and you were telling me something outstanding, that there's some high school football stands that could probably rival what is showing up now to watch the Oakland A's play baseball. Absolutely. I mean, at high school football stands, not even talking about, like, the ones in Texas where they do get a massive amount of people. I'm talking about ones here in Athens County, probably ones we cover with this station that could rival the – it was low 2000s that was announced at the Oakland Coliseum last, last night. And I'll tell you something. Knowing ticketing, knowing a, just a tad bit about the industry – a lot of those tickets would have been freebies as well. A oh. lot of them. Oh, yeah. And, and that's not even, they don't even announce who's actually there. They announce what's sold, right? Right. So, it, I mean, the writing's on the wall. This is an Oakland Athletics team that you should be excited about right oh, now. Oh, yeah. There should be two games over 500 because uh, I don't think that, does the standings include the most, the one they just won today? Or the, it's not finished yet. That's why. It's not, it's not finished, but they're, they're sitting at, you know, two games above 500 for a team that's, kind of rebuilt a bit yeah you know they've they've invested in their in their club can the fans invest in the team i don't think they will i think within two years time we're not going to be calling them the oakland athletics they're going to be the las vegas sliders you what? think they're going to rename them rename the uh could be who knows could, could rebrand the whole entire thing maybe you keep the athletics name uh it's easy on apparel but i definitely think las vegas calls them Everything that has went out to Vegas has worked. Yeah. Everything. I mean, you look at the big knock on Vegas was, well, how do you make it a show? Because you don't have a lot of things. I would say that the Knights, Best the Raiders, and is there another team out there? Aces. The Aces, yeah. The Aces, I, was, I would say they've done a pretty darn good job. I'd imagine the A's can, especially, well, I don't, in Vegas – it gets so hot there in the sun. You'd have to almost do a dome situation, right? Yeah. You'd, you'd have to maybe take them inside or do something like they do down in Dallas where it's a bit retractable or there's a little bit of airflow. But uh, it's hard to say no to Vegas right now if you are the Oakland A's because you know you're going to sell out your park. You know you're going to sell apparel. And it's just going to be a better situation for all parties involved. So... We'll, we'll watch this one in the coming years. My, my bet is the athletics won't be in Oakland much longer. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with you and let you know what is happening and who will win in these NBA playoffs. We'll be right back. To siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. 
Ohio Health presents the 10th Annual Race for a Reason on April 23rd, the largest multi-race charity-based fundraising event in Southeast Ohio. Get dirty in the OU ROTC Mud Run presented by Hugh White Honda of Athens. Participate as an individual or new this year, put together a five-person team to tackle the challenging course together. We've added several exciting new obstacles this year. For more information and to register, go to ohioraceforareason.org. The Ohio Health Race for a Reason. What's your reason? Athens County cares about you. I'm Micah. Join me Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 on Classic Hits 970 AM and 971 FM WATH for discussions about essential information for seniors, such as nutrition, caregiving, mental health, Medicare, and all other relevant topics for seniors in Athens County and the surrounding areas. Athens County Cares, a project of United Seniors of Athens County, Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.06 AM on WATH. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Welcome back to the Sports Fan 97.1 WATH presented by our friends at JNK Contracting. All right, Andrew, I want to turn our attention now to the NBA. We're in full swing of the NBA playoffs. I caught a bunch of these games last night, a lot of them very, very exciting. Adam Silver putting together another great product. But the Boston Celtics defeated those Brooklyn Nets last night, going up two to nothing over a team in Brooklyn that I think many people thought could finally compete. Absolutely. They have Kevin Durant. And Kyrie Irving, two players that can single-handedly win you a ball game. You take one of them out of the game, they could still win you that game. They are now playing together. You have some other big pieces there. Curry, Drummond, Brown. However, when it came down to crunch time last night, Kevin Durant, cold. Cold as can be. Ice cold. Hats off to the Boston Celtics. I've never seen a team defend Durant like he was defended last night. Every single player bodied him up. Every single player made his night miserable. Every time he went through the lane, he got grabbed, he got touched. The referees allowed a bit extra last night. And the Celtics had what I would call is a true Celtics win. It was kind of gritty. They fought till the end. They didn't have an, like one guy that completely took over. That entire game, all five of their starters in double figures, but just all around team basketball there. And it could be all over for Kevin Durant. And my question is if he doesn't turn it around with this Brooklyn Nets team, and props to him because he said after the game he needs to he needs to get better. But if he doesn't turn around, is his time starting to fade in the NBA? Is this a talent? that has been on wasted teams, bad coaches, or is it a guy that just can't get it done when it matters? I don't know. It, it, it is interesting because we are sitting here talking about how he had such a bad night. He still had 27 points. Now, granted, 18 did come from the line, but it, it, to, your credit, to your point as well, I want to go back and see, because the whole thing before KD went to Golden State was he just can't get over the hump. He, he can't get that. That, that, to that title. He, he got to the championship, and I, I believe, what, the Thunder got swept by LeBron's heat, I believe was uh, what it was. So it was like, okay, you know, well, they just ran to a generational team there. But they didn't get back. They ended up blowing a 3-1 lead to Golden State the first time Cleveland and Golden State played in the finals. Then he goes and joins them, and he was never really put in a pressure situation there. It wasn't like any of those games. It wasn't like either of those series were close. I mean, maybe if J.R. Smith knows what the score and time is, maybe they win game one, and who knows what Ooh. happens in that series. I'm not saying the Cavs go on to win, but I'm saying who knows. It's And now we got what's going on in Boston. I just don't – I wouldn't say his time would be done. It might be the beginning of the end. It's a hard team to have sympathy for. Absolutely. You know, I, I, well, you just look – Just the names. Just – they go out. And they put together 
a super team, bringing in Harden, matching him with Durant, matching him with Irvin. Curry's their sharpshooter. They go out and get an established center in Drummond. They also have Blake Griffin riding the bench. And LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge also on the bench. They go out and get Dragic. He's, he's got NBA championship material in him. He knows how to win. Patty Mills, the great Aussie guard. So they have a lot of good key players. However, they took a risk on James Harden. James Harden has successfully talked himself out of playing now for his last two organizations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying you should have known better. Okay, Not going to get political on this show, but I'm sure there's a large contingent of people who are not happy with how Kyrie Irving handled the COVID situation at the beginning of the year. So with all of those things surrounding their team, and now Harden on another team, and now they go down 0-2 to to the Boston Celtics, and Kevin Durant, he got all his points on the line last night, but 4 for 17 shooting. Horrific. It's just hard for me to shed a tear for this Brooklyn Nets team. Right, because like you mentioned, look at all the star power they have. Plus, I mean, they did trade away Harden, and they brought in Simmons, who hasn't played yet, and I feel like that was really kind of a move for next year. But they they said he could be back fairly soon, maybe second round, third round, if they got to that point. So it's not 100% gone, but I just, yeah, I don't feel any sympathy. Uh, Maybe it's also because I'm a... Cavs, I'm a casual Cavs fan. I don't follow too often unless they're really good. Um, but they could have had something special there for a long time, and Kyrie didn't want to be in the shadow of LeBron. So he went to Boston, wasn't a star there, and now he's in the shadow of Kevin Durant. So maybe that's a little poetic justice, a little irony. But I know I just don't feel any sympathy for them. Let's move on. Philadelphia 76ers defeat to the Toronto Rappers 104-101. to uh, Tobias Harris puts up 11 in a victory for the Philadelphia 76ers. They now move to 3-0 and on the season. Are you going to officially put a fork in the team from the north? Yeah, they might be able to gut out one more, but I just don't see how you come back. I mean, you had it at home. You're sitting there going, okay, yeah, Philadelphia won the first two on the road. We just got to take care of business at home, then it becomes a three-game series. That's all you got to do. Well, I mean, that's a big ask, but that's that's what your mentality's got to be. And instead, Embiid hits a freaking crazy three to ruin that chance. And now you've got to win four in a row. That's never been done in the NBA. So I think you're just, you're done. You put a fork in it. The season's over for the Raptors. Joel Embiid, great stat line, uh, 13 rebounds, 33 points last night. He's playing like a true MVP out there. And the man we were just talking about, James Harden, comes in, contributes 19 points for them. I mean, this is an excellent one-two punch. And when Harris gets going, I mean, he he can stop a team on his own as well. So, I mean, the Toronto Raptors, this is a team that's not too far removed from a championship. Obviously, they don't have Kawhi, Le- Kawhi Leonard anymore, but they still, have, they, they still have some star power up there. Yeah, Pascal Scott, Siakam, he's a great player. I love what he can do for them, and I love their coach. Nick Nurse, yeah. Nick Nurse. Now, something you were talking to me about prior to the show, when eventually they do lose to the 76ers, because I do think the 76ers will show Toronto their way out of the NBA playoffs, does Nick Nurse get a phone call from the Bus family for the Lakers? I think he does. I don't know if... I was him if I would take it. Now, obviously, everyone like, oh, wow, could coach for the Lakers. All right, that'd be pretty cool. But think about, A, where the Lakers are at right now. I mean, yeah, you'll have LeBron James. You'll have Anthony Davis for, like, 25 games. You'll have, I don't, I would assume Russell Westbrook is not going to be there next season one way or another. I just, you have to deal with LeBron James and what he wants to do and what he wants to what players he wants to have, which really hasn't worked out too well as of recently. I mean, he did have... It's hard to say that the Miami Heat underachieved because they did win two titles in four years. 
However, if I would have, if you would have told Miami that they would have only gotten two titles after what they thought they were going to get when they expe- uh, uh, signed all those guys, I wouldn't say they would say that's an underachievement, but I certainly said they would have guessed more. In Cleveland, yeah, you, uh, you also kind of ran into a generational team with the Warriors, but you only won one with Kyrie Irving and Kev- prime Kevin Love. In Los Angeles, you won a bubble title, which, I mean, some people discredit that. I don't. I just don't think it's going to work. His team building's going to work. So have all of LeBron titles been null and void in your mind? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I, I'm not saying that they're null and void. First off, the fact that the man brought a title to Cleveland probably deserves him to be put in some kind of museum where poltergeists get broken or something like that. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that, but just uh, if you would have said, if you would have guessed how many of these, how many titles each of those teams were going to win with what they build up, right? I think you would have said more, but you're still getting a title, which you would take. However, if you look at the wake of what LeBron James leaves, because I don't think he's going to stay in Cleveland, or I'm sorry, Los Angeles a couple more years, because he's already said he wants to play with Bronny and that situation, which I believe Bronny is a junior? I think so. So he would have, at max, two years, because you'd have senior year, freshman year of college, and and then the kid gets drafted. This is assuming that the best player in the world right now, son, is also an NBA caliber talent. I know he's good in high school. I know he's uh, a highly touted recruit, but it's the NBA. And just because you're the best player ever doesn't necessarily offer you a free invite for family members to join a team. Well, also, I mean, look at Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Wiggins was touted as the next Michael Jordan in high school. It it happens every year. Every year there's a new LeBron. Every year there's a new MJ. But speaking of MJ, the Chicago Bulls won last night. Surprise big victory for me, beating the Milwaukee Bucks 114 to 110. DeMar DeRozan absolutely went bonkers in this game. Getting 41 points for the Chicago Bulls. These teams aren't that far away from each other geographically, and maybe they're not that far away from each other in skill because I think a lot of people here thought the Milwaukee Bucks would steamroll this Bulls team, but here they are, now tied 1-1, and Giannis had his 33 last night, Lopez chipped in with another 25 coming from the big man, but it was DeMar DeRozan who really stole the show. As I said, 41 points. Zach Levine had a good night as well, chipping in with 20 points of his own. Can the Bulls make a series out of this, Andrew? I I think so, and I was trying to find exactly where I saw it, but I can't exactly locate it. It was something along the lines of it had the person with the highest percentage shooting for each range and it was like you know zero feet which would be a dunk and then like going out from one all the way to like 30 plus and DeMar DeRozan was that he owned like from 15 to like 24 plus he was the highest shooter at each one of those ranges in the NBA this year guys I mean he's getting up there in age but the guy's a special talent and I think I mean I just think that the east is good enough to where a team could upset i mean uh, what is that that's a six three six series yeah i i think that six three could potentially be a ga- uh, series that goes to seven games i'd still say milwaukee's probably the favorite and i say they probably win it in six but i don't think the bulls are a write-off what DeRozan's doing right now proves to me that he just was not the man for popovich's system because He can be the number one, and for whatever reason, not to say he wasn't exactly the number one. He was on some nights out there in San Antonio, but he's putting up career numbers right now for this team. It seems like he's finally found his fit. Yeah, and I'm a Spurs guy. I got Tim Duncan's favorite player of all time, so I I watch the Spurs a lot. I like Popovich, coaching style. You can have whatever you want for his political views. Coach, he's a great coach. Phenomenal. I think it's his time. No. I, you can't say that. I think it's his time to retire. They're just, A, I think he's, I think his system's just 
kind of a it's kind of been figured out and b i don't think he has the players to go with it and the spurs organization is not where it is quit what they missed the playoff well they didn't end up making it in the playing tournament but they missed the playoffs again and they're just they don't have the talent there so quit quit ruining your reputation let someone like I mean, Tim Duncan's been on his coaching staff for a while. I, Becky Hammond left, and then, yeah, she coached for a little bit and then left, right? She's She was she left to be the head coaches of the Aces, I believe, in Vegas. But I think she's still going to do both roles. So oh, we're going right. to check into that one. But Becky Hammond, yes, very progressive organization, uh, giving Becky Hammond a shot. She totally deserves a shot. Knows everything about the game of basketball, but blasphemous. Greg Popovich should retire. I just, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that staying anymore is going to better his career or better that organization. Totally agree. I mean, with the first part, he's, he's accomplished it all, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got nothing to prove. And he's, he's coached uh, the men in the Olympics. I mean, he's, he's, he's literally done pretty much everything you can do. So um, we'll see where that one goes. I wouldn't be surprised if he calls retirement, but I would happily have him on my team as the coach, and I think about 20 other teams in the NBA right now would raise their hand to that as well. Oh, absolutely. Let's look at tonight's games because we got a juicy set of matchups at 7.30 on TNT. You can tune in. The Grizzlies will be heading up to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves at the Target Center. This series is tied 1-1. The Grizzlies don't get enough credit. Memphis doesn't get on the national stage as much as they should. I know the Timberwolves are probably saying, well, yeah, us too. But Memphis has been playing phenomenal basketball this year. No one really quite knows about it. Everyone knows about John Morant, yes. But as a team, they are a very, very good team. Patrick Beverly will look to stop John Morant tonight. He is a pest in this one. Andrew, let's get your prediction tonight. Grizzlies, Timberwolves, who who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. Like you said, just John Morant. And and they're playing some good basketball. And to your credit, when they were good, when they had uh, Marcus Saul and uh, who was the other big man they had? Zach. Zach, yeah, Zach Randolph. And they had Mike Conley running the point. Oh, they were, I love that team. They called him the grit and grind era. And love they that still team. weren't getting any respect. No. I mean, just Memphis isn't a major market, is it? No, it's you're not. not. You're not going to pick up the viewers. So. But I'm, I'm still going with the Grizzlies. All right, there you have it. Book that one at home on your sports betting apps. The Grizzlies will win that one. According to the sensei, Andrew Allison, at 9 o'clock, you have the Dallas Mavericks heading to Salt Lake City to take on the Utah Jazz. This one is tied 1-1. Andrew, which way are you leaning? Oh, this series is over. It may be tied 1-1, but this series is over with Luka. He's supposed to be out for a little bit, right? It's like a... Well, he was day-to-day. I saw in the injury report coming um, into game two. We'll just look that one up real quickly for you because he is certainly a big game changer for that Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he is day to day with the calf, but he is out tonight. They said day to day with a calf. He is ruled out for tonight's matchup. So you are definitely going to lean towards the Jazz way. Yeah, I, mean, I probably would have since it was in Salt Lake anyway. But uh, that that solidifies it for me. And to make this a three-game parlay for you at home, so you can get uber rich, thanks to Mr. Andrew Allison at 10 o'clock tonight. It's the Warriors heading to the ball arena at the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado. The Warriors are on a crazy, crazy roll right now. They're up 2-0, 2-0 over the Nuggets. Did the Nuggets get their win at home tonight, Andrew? I don't think so. I thought originally Denver would maybe be able to give them a little bit of a, uh, give them a little bit of a run and maybe make it a six-game series, but... Uh, the Warriors are just on something today. Or that's not today, but th- this series. They are, they have been fire. Yeah, they're the equivalent of a super team, aren't they, right now, with that starting lineup. I mean, every pool, Curry, Draymond. I look, at, I look at Draymond's stats at these games. While he doesn't put in more than 10 points, look at his plus-minus differential. Oh, absolutely. The when man's he, the glue of the team. When he is out there, this man... It's just phenomenal that this team just clicks on all facets of the game. And then having Clay Thompson back can't hurt you. So 
Here is your three-team parlay, courtesy us at the Sports Fan. Get it in. The Memphis Grizzlies will win tonight. The Utah Jazz will win tonight. And the Golden State Warriors will win as well. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will tell you who the Browns and the Bengals will be drafting in the upcoming NFL Draft. Fan, want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Ohio. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Your sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105, the flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at WATHWXTQ Sports. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. This is the Sports Fan. I'm Ross Chris. You can get in touch with me on Instagram and Twitter at Ross Talks. Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting. And Andrew, I want to turn our attention for the last 13 minutes of the show to the NFL draft because we are one week away from the draft. Just like I said, the Oakland A's are probably going to Vegas. This draft will be held in Vegas. Round one going to start at eight o'clock thursday night rounds two and three friday and the rounds four through seven saturday it's a three-day affair so i want to turn our attention to round one and our ohio teams the cleveland browns your beloved cleveland browns listen they already have a great squad there's no denying that that man under center can certainly improve your win category but what are plays. what are you looking for out of the team? All right, let me ask you this. What do you think the team will do in the draft? What would you like to see in the draft? All right, so what I think Cleveland will do is they'll probably either go because they don't we don't have a day one pick, I remind you, that got traded away in the in the Deshaun Watson trade. We the Browns no longer have a day one pick. Unless they trade back in, which is also possible. And I could actually see them doing that, depending on what happens with the Jarvis Landry situation. So there's that. I, I don't think they'll trade back. And I mean, maybe, I don't know. But if they don't, and they stay with the second round pick, their first pick would be 44th overall, is what I believe. And I think they got to go either defensive lineman or wide receiver. If you don't get Jarvis Landry back, you probably need to go wide receiver over D lineman. Because honestly, especially interior defensive linemen, you can probably get those late in the round, late, later rounds, and they still are impact players. Whereas wide receivers, especially in a draft class like this, I mean, the run on the good ones are going to go early in the first round. I mean, you're, we're talking about right now like four, four wide receivers drafted in the top 20 picks, four or five. I think four in the top 25 in the first round. So I, I would like to see him go... Probably wide receiver if they don't get Landry back. If they do get Landry back, go with a defensive tackle, defensive end. Defensive tackle, defensive end for Browns fans. Tell us what you think. Get in touch with us. One more time. 17 underscore Andrew underscore. There we go. One of the best follows in southeastern Ohio. Sure. All right. Let's, let's turn our attention to southwestern Ohio, a team that made it to the Super Bowl last year, the Cincinnati Bengals. What do they need? What do you think they will take? Honestly, when you look at it, they don't need a lot. They, they did a great job this offseason filling out, filling out their needs. I mean, we, 
the whole thing was going to be, well, the, the offensive line, the offensive line. They went out there and signed three offensive linemen. So they're pretty good on that. I mean, they, they got Jesse Bates on the franchise tag. They re-signed Eli Apple to a one-year deal. So there's there's both of those. And it opened them up into a great position to be just kind of BPA, best player available. And, and I think that's honestly what they're going to do. You, know, you sit there and look. I think they do go, unless they take the center from Iowa, Linderbaum, I, I think they go defensive here. According to CBS Sports Draft, mock draft, Tyler Linderbaum, the offensive lineman from Iowa, the junior who's ranked third in his position, will be heading to Cincinnati. We'll see with that one, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's one of those that depends on how the front office sees it. Their defensive line, they lost Ogan Joby, so their defensive line needs a little bit of dress, which potentially... There could be the kid from Georgia, uh, Georgia, Jordan Davis, sitting right there, who's the number two defensive tackle. He might go a little early, though. Or, A, you can have, never have too many defensive backs. And with the way that, I mean, Von Bell is on the last year of his deal. Eli Apple's on a one-year deal. Jesse Bates, I don't think, wanted to be franchise tag, so you're never really sure about that next offseason. But you can sit there, and I'm not sure there's a great great value for a defensive back there. So if you're thinking defensive back, maybe you trade out of the pick and fall into the second round, but you got guys that you could potentially get like Trent McDuffie sitting there. And then uh, some other guys as well, whose names just escape me as soon as I go to stay, go to Sam, but Daxton Hill would be the one of them. I was thinking of from Michigan. I, I just don't see any value there at 31. So with how things, not that I see any value, I don't hear any value there at 31. Let me put it that way. So I wouldn't be surprised if they try to trade out of the pick. There's also a really good linebacker who is supposed to be there who has good comparisons. But honestly, Cincinnati's fine at the linebacker position, but Devin Lloyd out of Utah is who I was referring to. I would say probably if they don't take the center, they're going probably defensive tackle or defensive back defensive tackle defensive back if you want to tune in and see that one that'll be next thursday i absolutely love the nfl draft and this might be one of the few times where i'm saying no to vegas i'm kind of i kind of like having it uh in the big apple and i just want to know will jets fans make the trip and will jets fans boo yes and yes Uh, that's that's really what I want to see out there in Vegas. There's nothing like the NFL draft. Do you think this one player can absolutely right all the wrongs of last season? Some 21-year-old or 22-year-old player can just come in, switch everything around for your franchise, and boom, you're going to be in the Super Bowl. It's a great production. I love tuning into it. Also seeing the, the look on some of the players' faces, and I really like what they've done in previous years to bring legends from the franchises up to allow them to draft for their team and pat mcafee oh he did the best one he had a absolutely fantastic speech for the colts ripping apart replaced by an orangutan (laughs) who was he ripping apart in that one it was the titans because it was the titans nashville it was the titans he said you probably don't know me a bunch because we never punted when we came to play the Tennessee Titans. But we'll see where that one goes this Thursday. You can tune in to ESPN for that one. I know you're a big OSU guy, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. He's projected to be a top 10 pick. He's actually expected to go to those New York Jets. Oh, man. Do you think he's a player that will excel at the next level, and do you like him in New York? I I think he is a player that will excel on the next level. He reminds me of Mike Thomas. Uh, he's kind of one of those guys where he can sit there and I don't think Mike Thomas is a little more of he's strictly like a short yardage kind of guy where he hits a slant. You, most of his long touchdowns, you see him making a guy miss and pulling away. I think Garrett Wilson can do that, but Garrett Wilson can also hit the long ball. It's not like you can't just have him go out there and go deep. 
So at least in college you couldn't. It's always different in the pros as well. You're you're playing against the best guy every time. I just think I just don't want him to see a goat to the Jets because I don't know if the Jets will treat him well. The Jets, yeah, we'll see where that one goes. Salah's got a big decision to make come Thursday. Does he need more help in the wideout position? I could see him going in so many positions. Well, that's what the, that a, team just needs a lot of help. Uh, according to Danny Cannell, some of the top quarterbacks in this draft, Desmond Ritter, he's compared to Colin Kaepernick. Sam Howe of North Carolina is compared to Russell Wilson. Matt Carell of Old Miss, he gets the Baker Mayfield comparison. Malik Willis, the number one overall quarterback, uh, according to most draft boards, including myself. A mini Josh Allen. Mini Josh Allen, I like that one. And then finally, Kenny Pickett of University of Pittsburgh, compared to as the Red Rocket, Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. Now, Kenny Pickett's gotten a lot of attention about his hands. His hand size, his hands aren't big enough. Well, they certainly were big enough when he was throwing the football for the Pitt Pittsburgh Panthers at Heinz Field throughout the majority of his career. I like him going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think a lot of people are putting this connection together. He could get it done there in Pittsburgh. A lot of people don't know this, but the University of Pittsburgh Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers share the same practice facility. So... It would be a natural transition for him to just walk to one side of the facility where he's been doing it for the last four years at a very high level to now do it with the big boys in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers do need a long-term quarterback. Who knows, Kenny Pickett could be the reason for that draft pick. I would love to see him out there in the black and gold. The Steelers traditionally draft very, very well. We'll see what they do on Thursday are you a Kenny Pickett fan? I don't know if I'm a fan of necessarily anyone in this draft quarterback-wise, but, I mean, there's something like I liked Kenny Pickett in college. Uh, Malik Willis is supposedly a really nice guy. I just don't know. Maybe there's some guys here from what I've been reading that can eventually be starters, but there's no one that is going to be supposed to be a starter day one, I should say. Yeah, I, I, think, you're, I think you're right. I think Malik Willis has the best chance at it. Yeah, and it depends necessarily on where he goes. I mean, there's talks that maybe Detroit takes him. But, I mean, Detroit, are you giving up on uh, Goff this early? Uh, yeah, I would. You would? I'd, I'd pull the plug on Goff. Well, here, let me tell you this. Do you have a good enough team around you to where the quarterback is going to make a difference? Mm, I think Malik Willis gives you more than Goff, even okay. right now. All right. But we'll see where this one goes. The draft starts next week, one week from today, Thursday night in Las Vegas. That's all we have time for you. It's 97.1, the sports fan, WATH, presented by J&K Contracting. The Cincinnati Reds head to St. Louis tomorrow to take on those Cardinals at 640. Tune in to 97.1 for all the Reds action. Good night.